podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Is there an intro song or anything? We're live, guys. We're live. We're live. We need the intro when you've got the dream team on. Ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell, probably already, I'm hosting. Yeah. Gav, it seems as though, Gav, now listen, you know what? We can still put the intro in. No one cares. And And the... Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and the Elliot community. Where's the banners gone off the side? Okay, here we go. We've got the money on every stage. What's going on here? Right, this is the banners, right? So make a note of that, and here we go. Listen. This is brilliant um, already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm so happy I said yes to come on here tonight. I'm going to be very honest. Look. Honesty is the best policy. Keith is um, manscape thing has arrived today, right? So he's busy, right? As you can imagine, right? And especially Gav, with that head, yeah. And, and Gav Doyle is a star now, so he's been invited to so many shows, radio shows, TV shows. So the only other option was me, and we wanted to do a preview. So I've taken over um, hosting duties, um, and this could go anywhere as it usually does with me hosting, but. I couldn't have chosen a better team to help me. I've got the master of ceremonies himself, the the hostess with the mostess, uh, Phil Casey with me. Phil, my man, um, how's uh, lockdown? Grizz, my lockdown's great. I've been um, perfecting my manscaped usage where I've been getting in at the crack as opposed to just the balls and all, getting in right in at the crack. It's <laughs> the best way to do it because the ceramic blade won't cut you. <laughs> That's the most important thing. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Phil, uh, for that. Um, we've got Cal. Everyone knows Cal from Coppish and, you know, helps us out when we need him as well. How you doing, Cal? Not too bad, brother. It's been a while, man. I'm just happy to be back on the show. It's been ages since I've been on with you guys. So oh, man, too long. Absolutely too long. loving it. Well, you know, just like Gav, you're a superstar as well now. So, you know, trying to get hold of you uh, nah, is a mission. I've got you today. I've got you today. <laughs> and I'm delighted to welcome James Redmond. James, what's happening, pal? Ah, mate, I'm brilliant. It's great to be joined by everyone here as well because I love all the content that everyone does here. So definitely going to be enjoying talking about that. Here. You're a legend. You know, you're a legend because I said I said off air um, to help me get along today. I've got the fastest speaking scouser I know on social media. <laughs> yeah, you'll be all right, mate. You are And I've got the fastest speaking. I've got the fastest speaking Irishman down there. And then I've got Mr. Common Sense and Rationale in college. <laughs> so, the combination is... <laughs> the man who keeps everything together, Mr. Shabby Alonso. I mean, this could be a... <laughs> Absolutely. But, lad, um, I reckon the purpose of this podcast is um, I look forward to tomorrow's game. Um, I believe it's the fourth game of the Champions League. Um we play Atalanta, the return fixture, so to speak. I know it's not two legs, but you know what I mean. We've played, we played them away, smashed them 5 0, and tomorrow we play them at home. Just wanted you guys to, to give me your sort of feelings going into this match. Like, what do we, are you excited about Champions League? I know normally midweek Champions League games at Anfield, and when we're involved, European heritage and all that, European royalty and that, and there's nothing more exciting. I'm going to be honest, 
I need you guys to, by the end of this show, get me revved up and ready for tomorrow. Because I'm not feeling the... And I'll, tell, I'll get into my reasons. But, James, I'm going to come to you first because it's your debut. So we like to put pressure on our debut uh, debutant straight away. Um, pressure you, creates diamonds, my mate. Pressure hey. creates diamonds. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. How are you feeling about tomorrow's game? What's your thoughts around it? Are you excited? Well, the first thing that you've just mentioned there, my mate, is that you're not excited. I just think it's nearly... I understand with the position that we're in nine points and, and the fact that it doesn't really look like we're going to get caught up. doesn't look like we're in much danger. But it's still a Champions League night and I understand football isn't the same with the fact there's no fans, but it's still at Anfield. In fact, it's all the more better that we're actually facing, well, not recently, but usually a decent, exciting team at Anfield. And you know what, mate? I think everything involved in this game should be exciting because it's usually a good game. And what's not exciting about the possibility of winning 5-0 again? They haven't been in great form recently. We've already thrashed them once this season. This time it's at home. Obviously, you can't be naive and just hold on to previous results that you've had against teams before. But one thing that you can do is know that they have got defensive frailties and that always sets up an exciting game. What's not exciting about seeing, or well, hopefully seeing Diogo Jota getting a hat-trick against Atalanta, along with Bobby Firmino chipping in with another one on top of, like, I don't know, Genie coming in with one. That's bosh. So if we can go in fully aware, and obviously we're going to talk about the lineup and stuff in a bit, I think this can be a really exciting game of football. Maybe not in terms of competitive-wise. Obviously, it's going to be competitive, but... More in the sense that I think we can we can do the job here, but we're, we're skipping ahead there, so yeah. No, no, it's fine. Me. It's fine. We're allowed to skip. I skip the fucking intro, like you know what I mean. We're to... <laughs> um, Phil, Phil, what, Phil, how do you feel, mate? Are you interested in tomorrow's game? Uh, are you going to watch it? Um, does it clash with you, American football? How do you feel, bro? I I I I was amazed to find out we we're playing tomorrow. Every time I turn on yeah. the television, we seem to be playing. Um, I don't know if if we can top what happened tonight before the Borussia Dortmund game, then I think then we'll have a great match because tonight before the, the club Bruges player Emmanuel Dennis um, refused to get on the team bus because he wasn't allowed to sit in his favourite seat. So if yep, we can if we if we can better that build up, then that's the the, the best ever. Like honestly, for me. Playing Atlantis tomorrow night, you know, with a chance to win and be stuck well into the quarterfinals, wrap the Champions League up, and then you only ha- you don't even have to play, you don't even have to turn up for the last two games because nobody's catching you, right? So you can save all your players for then. Um, Champions League, I love the Champions League, but honestly, I don't love football at the moment, Chris. It's the most soul destroying thing that I watch on television, and I'll probably since. I think about 18 months ago, I've, I've rarely watched a match live, probably outside of us beating Chelsea to win the league because I like watching the games, knowing the result, so I can properly see what was going on the pitch. Like I watched the, the Leicester game after knowing the result at the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was interested to see when I watched the back, Leicester were a lot better than I felt like during the time of the game on Sunday. And, and like there was a lot more chances there than you would have given credit to when you're watching the ebb and flow of the game. So it was, it was, it, it's, I, I like to watch the games that way. I like to keep up in terms of where the scores are and what's happening and then go back and watch the game and get a realistic view, knowing what the result is. So you take away all that emotion and emotion sort of and pressure the nervous, from sitting yeah. there and the nervousness and just watch the game and see what's going on. And you can really sort of see how players are performing. You remove bias, you remove all that type of stuff, and it's nice to watch a game that way. So watching the Atlanta game, the only thing is, whenever you see the young players, I get excited when I see new players. Like I, I, yeah. I tweeted before the game on Sunday about Curtis Jones. I was hoping he'd have a really good game, right? Because his, 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 he did well last season, and I don't think he was up to the levels this season at all in the matches he played in. He was slow in possession, got caught a few times, and was a bit anonymous through the games. But that Leicester game, he stepped up to a, level, a massive level, right? And I really, really, really enjoyed watching him play when I watched the back of Sunday, because you could see everything that he was involved in. He, you know, he was a quiet assassin throughout the, the first 20, 30 minutes of the game. And then he just breeds and brings himself in, but he was a lot quicker, a lot more efficient and a lot more ruthless with the way he was playing the game itself and gave a lot more defensively. And it's great seeing that. And I actually thought Nico Williams put in a decent sort of um, cameo as well towards the yeah. back end of the game when he had to as well. And they moved Milner into the centre of the park when Kader goes off injured. So to me, those things are really interesting to watch because you remove the boys, you remove the lenses and you can just judge the game for what it is without having to worry about the result is going to be you know what you make a, a very good point in terms of Curtis Jones um, the rest of the points I didn't get um, <laughs> but but you make you made a very good you make you make a very good point about Curtis Jones because you're right and he's one of a group of youngsters that seems to have taken more responsibility on no sorry group of the team younger younger players like Trent himself that have automatically taken on more um, 
more responsibility, seem more mature since the VVD uh, incident. And it's brilliant to see. You're right. I was with you about Curtis Jones. I used to often ask, what can he bring to this team mm. uh, that's different from what we've got, especially the position he plays? But uh, you're right. I think it was a coming-of-age type performance because, A, Klopp trusted him. I know we've got injuries, whatever, but he could have still played a couple of more formations, whatever, that didn't include him, but he included him. So that's a vote of confidence. And B is up against a very good, as you said, Leicester midfield. Mm. Everyone's talking about Tillemans. Everyone's talking about Madison. Everyone's talking about uh, they've got a little Mendy guy in there who's tenacious, you know. Um, can't remember the other midfielder's name top of my head. But, you know, they've got a decent midfield. Cal, what's your feelings going into tomorrow about where we are? Where's our team? Are you excited? So, yeah, I, you know, so I've got to echo a couple of the points that James and Phil both made, which I think were really good. So, James, you're speaking about Atalanta's form. You're right. Since we beat them 5-0, they've drawn twice. They've drawn against Inter and then I think it was uh, Spazzy, as I think they've drawn. At, yeah, um, they're, they're newly nil, nil. side as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, they, they've not looked good. I, I think Illich is still not available because of personal things that are happening. He's their talisman. So Was he not back on the weekend? No. No. Oh, okay. I so thought I already still, was. He still doesn't seem right. Still doesn't seem right. And then, with what you were saying, Phil, I'm just like you. So but the only slight difference is I actually watch the games live, but then I'll go and watch the full rerun on LFC TV after midnight. My missus hates it, but she's used to it now. I mean, you've got to take the good with the bad in it. And uh, this is obviously the bad for her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like to do that as well, because I think sometimes when you're watching a game and you're just caught up in it, you just you there's things you just don't notice. And when you get to watch it back live after knowing a result, there's no pressure, there's no emotion. You completely see a new perspective of the game, and I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to that sort of stuff because I really get deep into it. And I look at certain players and where they stand in terms of positioning and stuff like that. Grizz, how do I get you excited for this game? Well, put it this way, Grizz. The last time we played them, we beat them 5-0. They still had chances, but we still mm. ran away with the game. This time, Salah's had a rest, so he's probably going to start. And we're obviously going to talk about lineups, etc. Anfield Champions League Wednesday night. I shouldn't even have to say anything else. And Grizz, Samba Star started to score again, Grizz. <laughs> Hold on, oh, mate. The, the, the touches are back. How can you not be excited, Grizz? Oh, we can secure Champions League test. next stage already. And rest players. I can't wait. I can't wait. If- what you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D virtual try-on. Wow, that's pretty cool. But those glasses kind of make you look like your Uncle Bob. Oh, not exactly the look I was going for. Um, okay, how about these clear glasses? Oh, or these round ones? Very on trend. I like both on you. You know, I also like these aviator sunglasses. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at six ninety-five. I can't wait for the game. Mate, if... That Bobby turns up, what turns up against hey. Leicester City, then I am excited and I will tell you that for free because he was another level. Like, that was Bobby uh, reincarnated. That is Bobby. That's that, Bobby. Like, that's Bobby. And, like, when people come in and they say, like, well, Bobby's done, Bobby's this, Bobby's that, it's like, that's just shown. All of that, every, everything that everyone's just been talking about over the past year yeah. or so is BS. It's BS. Exactly. Mate. Bobby has still 100. got it when he turns up. And do you know what, mate? He's shown that against Leicester and, like, I think he alone is a, is a more than a good enough reason to be excited for tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Because why not be excited off the back of what was a, te- a absolutely terrific Special. performance? No, yeah. listen. Let me let me give context to my feelings because I think um, I didn't explain myself. When I say I'm not excited about tomorrow, I'll take that back because I am excited. You always get excited on the. You say you're not excited, but you know when the game comes around and you see all the the, the tune of the Champions League go off the anthem. Sorry. You get excited and everything. What I my concern is with our situation of injuries. My concern is I really think we've got this group locked off. It's just the fact that I'm so scared, guys. Like I'm nervous to lose. I know it's not the professional way of looking at it, but you can't help yourself when you've got the the, the injuries and the and the players missing. We have for me. To win this league this season after everything that's happened will be the greatest achievement by any coach ever. And I genuinely mean that. And that's why I'm desperate to go back to back. And Brighton is in my focus. Now, James, 
if you was Jurgen Klopp and you was in charge of the team tomorrow, would you have Brighton in mind with your selection? Now, I know every coach says you pick your team for the game and that you're facing. But realistically, they don't, do they? He's going to have an eye on Brighton. What would you do? He's, I think you're right. He's got to have an eye on Brighton. And not just Brighton, but just going forwards. One thing Jürgen Klopp came out with this week, he was talking about the run of fixtures and just like he was obviously saying to BT, like, obviously, I know that you need to show football matches, you need to cover football, but like the way that you're setting this out, like we're playing on Wednesday, then we're playing on half 12 on Saturday, like they, we won't have enough players to be able to complete this season. That's what we're trying to tell you. Yeah. We're not saying play less matches, just space them out better for us because right now, yeah. it, the the way that, you know, whoever it is setting the rules, the way that they're adapting for us, they're not allowing us to adapt to the situation and even though Liverpool are so fortunate to be in a position where we have got some really good squad depth, sort that we didn't have a few years ago so the fact that we're in this position now we are fortunate but at the same time when something can be done about it when you can include two extra substitutes which actually make the world a difference when you can include so many implement so many things that can change the situations with injuries and I don't want to bang on about them for too much but it's just a bit shocking to me as for the game tomorrow Jürgen Klopp has to adapt and I'm talking about all these people who are setting the rules adapting Jürgen Klopp has now got to adapt to the situation that he's been set and Jürgen Klopp's very good at adapting and that's one thing we've saw so far in this crisis as for tomorrow I think he's got no other option in fact God bless that we won them first three games of the Champions League and yeah. everyone because now we've made these last three games the fact that we we haven't I don't even know how many more it is is it two draws that we have to get to, to guarantee the top position like it just yeah. and two of them are at home it just shows like this is the prime position to be able to rest players. However, yeah. we haven't got that many players to rest though because most of them are out. You've got half of the first team out then you've got a lot of the second team out. So it's a bit of a weird one when it says come and rest the team because a lot of the players aren't even eligible to play in the Champions League that we could try and fit into this game or squeeze into this game. So even though there is some players back, I just think if it's me... I include people like Shimakas, for example, because I think like a Shimakas over Robbo, with Robbo who's been playing an excessive amount of minutes at a very high level, by the way. And you know, if you tell Robbo to drop like 10%, he's probably only going to add more. Like, And that's just the type of player that Robbo is. He's hungry like yeah. that. I'd love to see him rested, mate. I'd love to see him mm-hmm. because he deserves it. And it'd be the worst thing to see him get injured anytime soon. So when you talk about changes... A Shimakas for Robbo would be a good one when you talk about Nico Williams as well. He's shown good signs. He'd be a good player to bring in. Them type of changes, I think, will be crucial for tomorrow and crucial going into Saturday against Brighton. So it seems James is happy with sort of a couple of changes, a few a few, a few youngsters thrown in there, um, yep. along with along with uh, sort of the more experienced players. Phil, if you was Jurgen Klopp, tomorrow, priority, full strength, Get the job done and make those fi- use of those five subs, or rest Matip, rest Fabinho. You know your key key players. We haven't got, we've hardly got any midfielders apart from Ginny, who's played probably about two and a half million minutes already this season. How would you go about tomorrow? With bearing in mind you got Brighton at midday. Well, first of all, lots of words were said, and there was lots of of of. Bigging up Firmino, who's managed to score four, his first goal in I think about four years. Like th- to be honest yeah. with you, right? There's, there's, oh, no. uh, there's uh, of, of of all the things that have gone on here tonight. I'm, this is I'm Phil unleashed, of, Cal. This is Phil unleashed. Oh, on I am most. I am most. You will get your chance. You will get your chance. Eventually, eventually, he managed to turn up in one game and score a goal. Brilliant. I saw Eric Moyer score a goal once for Liverpool. Like this, this is what we got into at this Ooh. point in time, right? This this guy, hopefully, has gotten the kick up the hole that he needed because his performances up until the Leicester game was abysmal, abysmal for the best part of eight months. He'd gone to shite. He couldn't hold on to the ball, and he was doing fuck all on the pitch. Let's be honest about this, right? Now it's great to see that he did turn in a decent performance, but he should have scored a hat trick. Like, if we're going to be really critical, the fella should have scored a hat-trick. He missed a, a good few chances. And he scores a decent header. I'll take that. Let's see if, if he pushes on. And hopefully he pushes on. So I would have played him against Atlanta. I would, mainly because if he's in a bit of form, you don't want to take I'm him out. Things, yeah. and, he's, and he's a streaky striker. He'll score a few goals for a few games and then he'll stop. And then it's time to take him out of the team. And the one thing we have now with Jota and Mane and Salah, it gives us the opportunity to be able to take him out and keep giving him those prods when he needs them. Because up until now, he hasn't had something. He hasn't had the stick. He's always had the carrot, but he's never had the stick when it's come to this. 
this thing, right? But in this game itself, in the defence, I think I think we're very limited, Chris. I think we've got about 16 proper senior pros and you've got to pick your 11 from those players. And I, in, in, it'd be lovely to be able to say, let's, ch- let's change this player, let's throw this fella in, let's throw that fella in. But in reality... Whatever we have in defence, we have to go with. And in, in the fact is, if we have more players close to getting back in time for the Brighton game, then let's go with the eleven that we have for tomorrow. So if that means Matthew Fabinho at centre backs, and you play, you play your Milner, and you play Robertson at left back. Then at least you've got Nico Williams, you've got Simicus. You hopefully have more midfielders coming in on, at the weekend. You've got Henderson coming back. Hopefully Thiago is close to being fit as well. That can come back in from the Brighton game. But these players, we know, if they've done the job against Leicester, can get us over the hill against Atalanta. If we get over the hill against Atalanta, you can play the under-11s. You can play the team that played against Villa in the in the League Cup last year when we were off winning World Club Championships at this stage for the last two games. And that's a bigger break for this these set of players at that point. To be able to just completely rest an 11 at that point in time in your last two Champions League games, which are going to be slap-bang at the start of that really stupid spell that they've created around Christmas this year. Yeah. So that, to me, is a much bigger reward for this group of players if they can get the three points tomorrow night because we will have more bodies close to being fit by the time we get around to the weekend, which allows us to change a bit more and give us more options to change here. Okay, fair enough. Cal, um, so Phil's made a few points about that. It's, it's Phil's I'm still recovering. I'm still recovering. Let me step this up for you in terms of uh, your opinion on the Bobby scenario and then the rest of the points about sort of how would you go about tomorrow. So look, I think Phil is Phil's entitled to his opinion, but I think Phil's got a, a very good point about Bobby has been poor. I think any, I think we all agree he's been out of form. Now, there's a difference. There's a few layers of, of, of fans, isn't there? There's the ones that say, oh, Bobby's finished, kick him out, sell him, flog him. Then there's the ones that are like me, sensible, rational, logical, and right, that say, look, he's been out of form, and hopefully he comes back to the Bobby that we know, um, and, you know, everything will be rosy. Because, like, how did Klopp Describe him today. Something about instruments. No, orchestra. 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 Right. I'll Perfection. let you say it. I'll let you Perfection. say it. And then we so, got and then we got super fans like you, Cow, about Bobby because we know you love Bobby. <laughs> you, were a, you carry a mask around about Bobby. So you, know <laughs> you go to work like that. I know you. Know <laughs> so there's, three le- there's three levels of Bobby, right? Fans and opinions. Right? I'm going to let you have your say on the Bobby scenario overall. Would you play him tomorrow because of the as Phil says, he scored a goal. He's a streaky kind of striker uh, and he's in form. And then generally, what would you do tomorrow? Like sort of not select a team, but generally, what would you sort of thoughts about tomorrow? Um, what I will say is, Phil, if, if this was a boxing match and you were speaking about Bobby, then I'd have been stopped by the referee because <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely destroyed it. So I'll tell you what it is about Bobby. I completely understand everything um, Phil said. And, and again, I understand it because, again, I was getting really frustrated with him as well. My thing with Bobby is he's not a number nine. He will never be a number nine and he'll never be a clinical striker. So I've accepted that. What I don't accept from Bobby when he's not playing well is when he gets sitters and he misses those. So I don't think that's an excuse for any footballer. But when he sort of plasters with the tag of, oh, he's not getting Aguero numbers, I'm like, okay, fair enough. But he's not Aguero. He's never been an out-and-out number nine. And plus, the way Man City's team set up, Aguero gets service from the wingers whereas Bobby yeah. is the one who provides service for our wingers so that being said I think Bobby gets a lot of harsh criticism but I think that Leicester game just showed that you know as the saying goes form is temporary class is permanent I, I genuinely think Bobby is a, is a you know fantastic just, just footballer just to interrupt you David yeah. Lennon makes an interesting point that I've thought about as well this morning I was thinking about this he says Bobby's been poor personally he feels he feels he misses the atmosphere because you know Bobby's about yeah Bobby's about showmanship Bobby's about you know um not impressing the crowd but he's is is your is your original he's a, yeah the showman yeah he's a showman is there something in that um, maybe at the beginning, but I don't think that's an excuse to use now, if that is the case. I think all the players should have been able to adapt by now, and I can't use that as an excuse for Bobby. What I will say with him, though, is he looked like he had lost his smile. He didn't seem happy on the pitch, whereas against Leicester, he seemed happy. Even though he didn't score until, like, the dying minutes of the game, he still looked happy. He looked vibrant. He was making things happen. Even his hold-up, his hold-up play before that Leicester game was very, very shoddy. 
Yeah. His hold up play in this game, he was getting the ball and he was making the right decisions. He was taking an extra touch when he needed to. He was popping it off when he needed to. So he just made things look a lot better. And when Bobby's playing well, the whole team plays well. And I think that's what the key is there. And don't get me wrong, Liverpool can still win without Bobby playing well. We've done it for the last how many months. But when he plays well, it just makes it a lot easier. And in terms of the... Exactly. In terms of the Atalanta game, as much as I think Klopp will go strong, I hope he doesn't. And the reason I say that is because we need to rest up some of our players. And you made a great point about Genie. I couldn't tell you the last time Genie had a rest. Club or country. That's what I'm he, saying. He's, he's been doing bits for the, the country and, as well. He's been exactly. calls for It's crazy. He, he needs a break. And same with Robbo. So you have to find a way of giving them a break. And I think this provides that, t- that chance for Jürgen to give them a break because... Let's be honest, Atalanta are a good team, but we should still be able to beat them. We should still have enough with rotation to be able to beat them. It might not be a pretty game. It might not be an emphatic win. But even worst case scenario, we get a draw, then we're still good. So for me, I would go, I don't want to use the word weaker, but I wouldn't go full strength. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 US report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Okay. That's fair enough. Go on, Phil. You're going to add something. You want to say something? I'm just going to say, like, again, it would be great to think that we had a load of players to go and pick from, but the reality is we don't. So you're potentially looking at even a slight change in your system. If you're trying to accommodate the fact that you're missing so many midfielders, you're maybe looking at two midfielders. Yeah, yeah, or even the four, or or the four two four. You know, the one where he drops one of them in deep. Plays even Minamino, or like ideally you'd have Shakiri in that role. Like Mm. this is the thing that's. Shakiri is such a huge miss and I think people like when I didn't Mm. see him on the bench against Leicester I'm like no that's huge and I'm thinking because there was I did or at least I didn't see any reason to why he was out for that game and I didn't find out till after and when I found out that he was injured I was like if that's actually serious that's so huge especially when Cater went off as well because Cater's just came back we saw the influence that he was having in that Leicester game as well the fact that he was kind of and Naby Cater he's one of them who in my opinion at least he needs a run of games to really show himself in a Liverpool shirt that's my opinion on Naby Cater and now even the fact he's just got another injury is really not ideal when you talk about like like obviously Callum's just done all the talking for Bobby Firmino that that really needs to be talked about but when you talk about Firmino it, it is really true when he's playing well, your team goes from like a very, very good attacking team to the point where like, you know, your players can get in behind and stuff. But when Firmino's playing like he was yesterday, and I always say this, I think it's fine and absolutely fine to criticise a player on his performance mm. on that day. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, regardless even what he's been doing. Like, say, he's been doing really good stuff. Like Rashford, who's been doing the utmost of amazing work and stuff. But if you criticise his performance on that one individual day... I think that's okay. Same with players like yeah. uh, like it was Nico Williams a few weeks ago who got some of the stick at, uh, in the Lincoln game a couple of months ago, should I say. Bobby Firmino's yeah. been getting that because he hasn't been putting that as a consistent level, fair enough. But one thing Bobby can do and one thing that he's shown in that Leicester game is that when he's actually turning up and giving up and, and he's not getting the easy, oh, but he does so much that you don't see. I think, I think Bobby has genuinely been poor over the past few months. But you cannot forget when he turns up what he adds to your team. And he's shown that against Leicester. I think he's important. And the fact that he's reliable, people don't talk about enough how reliable Bobby is. We talk about minutes. Bobby is someone who's an attacker, playing around rough defenders in the Premier League. And he stays in the team. He stays in the team. And he and he does it at his sound level, not recently, but it's still you're still better with Bobby than without Bobby. So uh, all that, yeah. My my, oh, my segue my segue was going to be about what we've just discussed a couple of players, and it was basically around sort of Phil made the point earlier that unfortunately, as much as we'd like to rotate, we haven't got much options. And one of the reasons for that is, of course, we've got um, we know we know the stalwarts of the team, the spine of the team in terms of VVD. Gomez, Thiago, Hendo uh, being missing. Have I missed anyone out of the, the spine of the team, right? Added on to that, when you get injuries like that, you expect your squad players to come in, 
Ala, your Katers, your Matips, right, Matips back in, your Shakiris, your Regis, whatever. Um, and Ox, Ox, another squad player Ox. that should be utilising this time. Uh-huh. And this is the time where you expect you lean on them, right? In the situations like this, you lean on your squad players like, come on, bail us out. We've paid good money for you. A lot of you have been on the peripherals. Now the time to get into the team. Again, we've come to a point where we've got injuries and these guys are not available. Phil, I'm going to unleash you on uh, people. That, they heard you about Bobby. And now I'm going to unleash you on uh, the, especially one player that I've mentioned. And then I'm not going to spoil it for everyone. What do we do with these players that are never available? Now, I'm not personally attacking them. If they're injured and it's not their fault, there's nothing we can do. But from a Liverpool fan point of view, these players were bought in to help Liverpool. And they're all quality players. But if they're not available, Phil, what do we do with these guys? One of the core values we've had over the last three years is the reliability of essentially of the of the first 14 players, right? <clears throat> so we haven't had to rely on the squad depth as much, which meant that, that Klopp could gamble and not have to sign multiple players in the summer. He could just pick the quality and quit, pick a better player to keep improving the squad as it goes along. Sadly, however, with the injuries that we picked up, which is inevitable, like we think we've been, we were missing Allison at one point of the season as well this year. Like this isn't just just one player or two players that's gone out. We've we've missed a massive amount of our players. Um, the international break is criminal. The, the club should be suing the international FAs at this stage to, in terms of what the what the players are being put through. But I look at it and I say, when we spend fifty odd million on a player that we waited a season to get, and his 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 injury record is quite frankly a big pile of bollocks, then. There's like there's no point. We should have cashed in on him in the summertime when there was still residual value. I honestly think Keita is arguably one of the worst signings we've ever made. And it's not to do with his talent level. It's to do with the fact that he's continually unavailable and especially at big times, at big moments in the season, right? Do you think that you're saying that too soon though, Phil? No, I don't, man. Because like he's dialed it in in a few games as well when he was coming back. He dialed it in against Napoli in his second season when he was there. He's dialed it in when... And you, I have to question the robustness of the player's own mentality when it comes to picking up knocks and stuff. Some players are, can play through injuries. I'd say Henderson would run through a brick wall until his legs stop running and, and yeah, he just physically yeah. can't do it, right? The same yeah. for Mil- Milner's... You Milner, can chop, yeah. a, chop Milner's leg off. It won't make a look difference. Ginny, the way he look at Ginny. Look at Ginny when he had him. When he had him, Mane as well. Oh. It does, and even Salah, like we know that Salah has yeah. knocks and hamstrings and groins and stuff like that, and he's just played through. And I'd say if you had given Salah a chance, he would have come back with COVID and all, and just just said, "Look, I'll wear a mask and play the match in a mask. And just, <laughs> I'll do whatever." whatever that. He did say that. Fair play, but like, <laughs> I, like to me, there's there's a level that goes onto this when you consider how much money we spent the period that we waited to get the player in and the expectation of the impact he was going to have on, a t- on the team and that that doesn't come around. When, wherever, whenever I t- look at, say, Thiago, I can't, I can't judge Thiago in the same way, mainly because Thiago is brutalised in that Everton game and is lucky to be still walking around. I still don't, can't mm. figure out how he hasn't had serious damage to that knee. And yeah. the fact that he's out for so long would say to me that he actually took a lot more damage than they originally thought or it's taken longer to heal or there was some damage to his cartilage or something like that that still is yet to settle down. And that's led to this enforced absence because we're heading into what, five, six weeks nearly at this stage in terms of since he played against against yeah. Everton. And it doesn't surprise me. He was he was literally, he was subject to GBH on, on that day. And like, yeah. if that happened to you on the street, the fellow would be going down he'd be doing time for what he did right so that that's a difference in terms of what's there but I, I just every time the frustration for me with Naby is he's in he is incredibly talented the night we beat Chelsea to win the league that goal that he pings into the top corner is phenomenal right you look at him for 30 minutes of that game against Leicester and he's doing all the things that you're looking for a midfielder to come in do oh, and yeah. in 50 minutes I like and I, I you could see the frustration in the player Absolutely, himself but yeah. but and sometimes oh yeah, yeah that was that was but Chris, you look at it. We signed Ox. Ox had a horrific injury record at Arsenal, right? And we were hoping that with our physios and that, that he'd come through and he'd get over the far side of it. Yet he's come to Liverpool and again, he's been mangled by injuries, right? And sometimes yeah. players are just like that. Lalana came in and got two sort of seasons injury free and then the rest of his time was spent picking up, going through knocks. Shakiri, for whatever reason, his body type or whatever it's going on, 
he's he's constantly picking up knocks. These players at times you have to cut your losses, but in the situation that we're in and with the injuries that we have and the games that we have, you could see we tried to clear them out and we just couldn't. There wasn't buyers there for them. The teams weren't prepared to spend the money and we were hoping that they would offer something to the squad. And sadly, when we get down to this situation, you are going to look at what we have and who's reliable for you. And the one thing the club seems to like and always, always, always holds up front is the availability and reliability of the players because they're the ones that always hang around the squads. Right, and it's it's great. It's great to see the likes of Jones and Nico Williams and fellas like that step up because they're the players that are going to profit from the from the injuries that the other lads are picking up because they're the ones who are going to cement their place in the squad over these fellas. No, great. Some some very good points there. I I kind of agree in terms of look if if the guys are not available, they're no use. Their talent is of no use to Liverpool Football Club. Mm-hmm. There's no one doubting their talent. None. I don't think any of us would say sell them or on this on on, on the face of on the basis of their talent. Um, there's arguments sort of in years gone by about Lovren, Lalana, um, that we kept on to them. Sturridge even a year too much because we, uh. we kind of saw them started missing games, games, games. Cal, what's your opinion on on the on the squad players and in terms of? the frustration behind their lack of being available in times like this, because this is why we built this squad for, right? So Edwards and Klopp, the last two, three years, have built this magnificent squad for these squad players to come in handy. But again, they're just not available. Matip's, got a, Matip's been sort of touch wood. He's come back to fitness. Um, what's your views and what, what, what would you do with the, with the named players? Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I've, I've got to agree with a lot of what Phil said, to be honest. Um, I, so obviously on the channel, you've been on the channel, um, Grizz and, and James, you've been on the channel with us when we spoke about Cater. And obviously you'll know Matt's a massive Cater fan, Drifty not so much, and I'm sort of in between. When I saw Cater go down, it was just like, we're back here again. Like, when is this going to stop? And it's it's as Phil said, it's, it's happening in big moments, big occasions. Like he showed us glimpses. Like we could make a great YouTube collection mm-hmm. of, of highlights of Naby Kate and he'd look like a world class centre midfielder. But when you've been watching him since he's been at Liverpool and you see that he'll have one good game, then he may have a bad game and then he'll be out injured for the next four or five, it's very difficult to get on board. And you think back to post lockdown after we sort of won the league. He was arguably our best player for the for the ending of last season. But in the first game against Leeds, he looked like he was running in custody. Just midfielders at Leeds were leaving him behind and you're thinking, oh, and we've just come back off pre-season. Why are you looking so unfit? What's going on? And he just didn't look right. And then we look at him now and it's like, okay, you're playing really well against Leicester. Let's keep this going. And boom, he gets struck with another injury. And it's just like, you look at him, you look at Ox, you look at Shakiri, and even those three themselves as a midfield trio would be a very good midfield trio, but they Walk can't get most teams. together. Walk into most exactly. teams in the Premier League. And then you think Ox, for example, and again, I hear what you're saying in terms of selling him on, in terms of Keita and Shakiri. We tried to definitely sell Shakiri in the summer. But the thing with Keita, I don't think we can sell Keita at this point now, because if it looks as though Genie's going to go, I hope he doesn't, but it looks like it's going to happen. Milner might be leaving in the summer as well, potentially. If we lose one of Cater or Ox or both, that's four centre midfielders we're losing, which is, we can't do that because we can't replace four centre midfielders in one summer. And I know we've got the likes of Jones coming through, but I don't think there's anyone else in the youth team really banging down the door to say, right, I can step up. I mean, you've got Leighton Clarks and you've got um, Jake Kane, Kane, but I don't think they're ready just yet, whereas yeah. Jones was ready. So it put a lot of pressure on them. And then you think, all right, we may get 30 mil for Cater if we're lucky. Are we going to be able to go and get another centre midfield for 30 million? That's going to be as talented and stay fit and then be willing to play rotation? I don't know. So it's going to be really difficult getting rid of some of these players if we are going to do that. I just wish we could keep them fit because if we if we had Cater or Ox, even if we just had one of them now, we could rotate that midfield and we'd be fine. And Shakiri, for example, we could That's rotate the front three a bit more. Yeah. It's just annoying. It's just annoying. <sighs> Look. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. 
So taking into consideration the, the, the lack of possible rotation tomorrow, let's look at, so we start trying to select a team tomorrow, right, guys? And so let's look out for the players that we 100% want rested tomorrow. So I think we're all in agreement that Robertson, I think, James, you said it as well, that Robertson definitely gets rested tomorrow. And it's mate, a perfect game for him. Yes, go on. He's just sent his country to the Euros, mate. Like, let, let him have a rest. He, he literally got injured and then came back and played another game for them. Like, yeah. he plays every game for Liverpool. Give him a rest. And it's just, I'm waiting. And obviously, touch woods, me tables, mate, out of woods. That he doesn't. But it's only a matter of time before he does get something. Like, do you like the way that he gets that little injury for Scotland? I think that happens eventually with Liverpool with the amount that not only he plays, but the fact that he puts in 110% week in, week out. And this, and this instance, twice week in, week out. So, um, yeah, give him a rest because we can. We, we can yeah, afford to do absolutely. so. Absolutely. I think it's the first time in a long time that I felt comfortable with our backup to, to Robertson. Definitely. I mean, we've had these pretenders to the crown in terms of uh, LaRucci. We've had Milner play there. We had that um, local lad. What was his name? Oh, he's gone out on loan. Adam Lewis. Adam Lewis. Yeah, so we've had pretenders to the crown in terms of the backups. I think we finally have a player who we feel comfortable in sort of replacing uh, Robertson. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we can. You, don't, you, you would play Robertson again tomorrow and... Okay, go on. The, the, the sole reason is that our style of play rests around the fullbacks. And with Trent out, you, you, you're offset in terms... If you take Robertson now and you have no Thiago to play to allow us to play through the middle, we're, we're limiting ourselves in terms of what we can do with the front three up, up top. So there's, there's a whole lot of... If you keep taking lads out all the time, right? Eventually, it impacts how you're going to perform. But we don't need to win this game, though, Phil. Is what like is what yeah. I'm trying to say. So it's not like we do want to win it. Of course, like if we win it, then it gets us over the line. But we need to win that Brighton game more. And what I think is a big shame, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I just think it's a shame when if a Robbo plays tomorrow and gets injured, he didn't need to play that game. He didn't, and I understand he has a lot to our attack and force. Hence, why I'm saying. I want to keep them fit for the I, games that we we need points right now, people. We need points yeah. in the league. We don't need and, points and in that group stage. Simicast can replicate a lot of what Robert does as well. That's yeah. it. Hey, hey, we, we, we don't know. We don't know if Simicast can do it because you know why? He's been on the injury table with the rest of the lads. He but he's actually COVID. just got a lot of minutes for Greece, though. He's just played he had, a minutes. He, he, he had, had COVID himself, as well. So he did have he, COVID. He, he, COVID. He rabies. He had his leg gone <laughs> off. He had two fingers chopped off at one stage. They replaced his placed his arm. He's going to walk out like savage. I think I think tomorrow, is savage. No, no, Phil. I think this is a case of Phil um, hasn't watched Simicast play yet. I think I have. All right. Well, you didn't. You watched it. Did you? You watched him live. You didn't watch it afterwards. This is the mistake that you made. You know, <laughs> yeah. If you watched him afterwards and analysed him, you you could say he's an absolute clone for Robertson. Now, I'm not saying he is, but he's got a potential to be a very good replacement for Robertson. And the only time we'll find out, Phil, is when we play him. And this is the perfect scenario, as James says. There is not that much pressure on us. That's okay, not. Who, who are we playing right back? So this is it. Nico so we're going. Williams. So look, we have got only bigger teams. All right. So we we'll go through our individual, but first we need to talk about, the, as I said, the players that are must rest, okay. and we all agree. I think the overwhelming vote is we must rest Robertson. Now yeah. I would have said Matip as well, but he done the press conference, which means and indicates Slain, he yeah. will start. Now I've got a feeling we may go. Um, 45 minutes each with Matip and Fabinho alongside Reese Williams. Thoughts, Callum? Okay, so for me, I'd actually rest Fabinho instead of Matip. I know Matip is the more injury-prone player out of the two, but Fabinho just come back from a hamstring injury and he's kind of rushed back. So we don't want to aggravate that. Hence, that's why I think he would be rested as opposed to Matip in this particular game. Williams, yeah, has to start. Unfortunately, Nat Phillips can't play because he's not registered in Champions League. And then again, Billy Comesio, I don't think he can play or I don't think he's had enough minutes. You look at a couple of other, against. I don't think Seth Vandenberg's in the squad either. 
the other centre-back, you may be looking at Remy Savage, and I think that's a big arch for a youth player to just be thrown into this game as well. Sorry, so. me to shout, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it's got to be Matip as opposed to Fabinho. I, d- I don't want to see 45 minutes each. I'd just go Matip, oh, 90. Really? Yeah, I'd, I'd rest Fabinho. Yeah, I would. I'd rest Fabinho full stop. I've got a sneaky feeling. Just a sneaky feeling. This is not information based before people start tweeting me. I got a sneaky feeling he may play Fabinho in midfield tomorrow because of the lack of options and dress Ginny. So that's that's a sneaky feeling. Um, right I back. I think that's a huge gamble if he does. That is yeah. a gamble because you 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 need to sort of counterbalance yourself at the moment. I play Reese Williams and I play. Um, I'm going to play Matip alongside him, but I'm going to put Fabinho on the bench because the likelihood is Matip's played, I think, three games this season, which is three games more than we probably would have expected to see him play this by Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we, we need to make sure that we have an option to come in at centre-back. Otherwise, we'll end up in the position that I was saying, that we don't play Fabinho there, that we play James Milner at centre-back because I still think that there's a job there for, for Jimmy Milner to play centre-back for us. But I, honestly, I... I I think, I think honestly, I, w- I would rather see, I, I play Matip and Williams. Hopefully Matip gets through, builds up some resistance here. But my worry is that eventually we're going to get it. Matip's going to pick up an injury. Like he's, we know he is, is. So Well, this is why I'd, I'd risk just for 45 minutes. I, I, honestly, guys, I would rotate the centre-backs. Um, Nico Williams at right back. Um, I think James Milner yeah, probably goes into midfield. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the few options we have, I think. Nico Williams, look. James Melonzo, I call him. James Melonzo. We don't call him James. We don't call him James Milne anymore. We call him James Melonzo. <laughs> passes into the forwards, right? Oh there yes, they're, they're full of sorts. But look, Indeed. Nico Williams, another young player, um, has started off like a house on fire, then had a little patch, as a little rough patch, as all youngsters do. And then you know what social media is like. They all fucking jumped on his head. Um, Bunch of pricks. Shout out to the bunch of pricks on social media that get on our players. Um, But look, now he's back. He's played a couple of good games for Wales. Um, These are the games, again, very much like Simicass. These are the reasons why we've got these players around the first team squad, that they come in handy. What do you do in midfield, James? Midfield... Well, I agree, putting it that we should, you... I, I agree that we should probably go with two in the midfield and more offload more of our attackers to do what they want to do. I think the midfield right now is probably our position where it's just a bit... It's just very weak right now and it's mad because at the start of the season we were like, well, we've got too many midfielders, so apparently like we just didn't have too many midfielders because of the situation. But now, I think... It's hard to look at a game where James Milner doesn't play at the moment. So, like, I'm I'm struggling to keep him out the side. But when you've got no Thiago, no Henderson, etc., you know, your star players. Genie, in my opinion, will play. Whether I want wow. him to play or not, a different story. Genie will play this game. I think he does play a lot of minutes, but he's showing that he can play a lot of minutes. And again, listen, mates, we don't need to start our best players. The only unfortunate thing is a lot of our best players are injured and a lot of the players that will replace them are also injured. Therefore, we are in a bit of a predicament where even though Genie could afford to be rested regardless of the result, he's just, we haven't really got anyone to put in there. Now, that's naive to say, but I just think with the system, we are going to still want to win this game. Genie's going to be huge for that. Next to him, I think probably Milner. Even though some people would say rest them, but with the fact Milner hasn't played much this season, let's be honest, mate, he might be old, but he's fit as a fiddle. He's probably the fittest player in that squad. He can afford to play back-to-back games um, time and time again, in my opinion. I feel like James Milner, he's just one of them. He's superhuman, mate. And uh, whatever position you put him in, you know you're going to get a very solid performance. And I think that midfield does work against Atalanta regardless who your full-backs are because they'll be able to help them full-backs as well in terms of cutting in and switching with them. So, uh, Genie, Genie Wijnaldum and James Milner for the two. Phil, what do we do with our midfield? No Thiago, no Henderson, no Ox, no Keita. <sighs> what do you do? Henderson's definitely got out, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What the hell do we do with our midfield? <laughs> I mean, that's four midfielders we've picked, thought of, named... That was just fantastic. Yeah, just you know, we're left with Ginny, as we said, played two and a half million minutes. We've got Milner, who who's just Milner, isn't he? He's Superman. He can play, as you said, anywhere on the pitch. 
And Curtis Jones played Sunday, young player, play him again, and then possibly need him again on the weekend. I see the, the 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 problem is that Milner ideally would have been playing right back or whatever, like do you know what I mean. So you, you wouldn't have to play Nico Williams there if you're going to play um, the Greek lad. But and that's why I don't think that's why I think Robertson's going to play at left back. I think there's too many changes if 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 you have to move Milner back into midfield because of the situation with the midfield. So he he won't want to disrupt the back four too much because if you're playing with less of a shield in front of you, you want to have as as strong a back four as possible that that that's sitting there. So uh, like I think you've got you're down to numbers. So. I think it's going to be Milner. I think it's going to be Wijnaldum. But I think the one is, I think I don't think Jones plays. I think you'll have Jones on the bench as an option to replace one of those two and he'll play Minamino as as, as the third midfielder. Because he was picking up in Minamino in the press conference saying that he's been absolutely flying and training and he's he's, he's ready to come in and, and, and make, a, make a contribution to this team and he's progressing nicely. And I think that in this game, given that they set up a three at the back and they play... Um, wing backs, right? And they are they have a, a, a ten behind. They either play one up front and your man's a path. And we haven't talked about him. He's a fucking quality player. He is but like oh. the 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 in in reality, I think he'll tr- look to exercise the gap that exists between their sort of four that they sit across the midfield mm-hmm. and look to have Min- Minamino just playing behind there, which would then freeze up the tree in front of him, whichever tree he decides to play out out of four lads. Cal, over to you, midfield man. Uh, midfield, I'd actually go Milner, Genie, and Jones. I do want M- Genie to get a rest, but I just, I think if you take Genie out, I think you lose that dynamic and athleticness you get in midfield with Genie. Plus, if you're looking at holding players as great as Millie is, you wouldn't really say he's a holding midfielder or can play that role that well. Whereas Genie has proven time and time again he plays that role really, really well. Milner, I think he needs to play because you, you need that leadership quality in the team. Not saying Genie or some of the other players don't have it, but it's proven when Henderson or Milner plays that the levels just really stay high because they don't take any crap. Um, and then obviously you've got Jones, who I think could just build on his last performance and, and just hopefully continue to build and continue to play well. He could be that creative linchpin. Plus, he's a midfielder who can give you a shot from outside the box, which isn't something we've had over the years when Oxes are playing. So that would be my midfield three. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at Zenni.com. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I think we're quite, pre- we're pretty unanimous. Reluctantly, I think that Genie has to play. Um, even though personally, again, I think probably I speak for all of us that ideally he's the first person we'd rest tomorrow. Um, and then going into the forward line, um, again, some some hard decisions for Klopp there. What does he do? Uh James I think he, I, I think let me jump in. I, I'll, I'll start oh, stuff. I think I, th- I think he gives Mane a rest. And, mm. and like he's he's in a very fortunate position that we haven't had before, where he can actually rest the front three. Mane again, he's just looked that little bit off the edge that he has been for the best part of a year in terms of his own standards. We've got Salah coming back after an enforced rest from from COVID, right? And you've got Jose who's on fire, and we've got Firmino who's just scored a goal. Firmino, according to James Pierce, is fine. There's no issues. He, although he didn't train, there's no issues. So for me, that's who I'd go, and I'd give Mane like, be able to bring Mane onto off from the bench given how fired up he is in those situations. And we've seen him come off the bench and make a massive difference to a game. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I've absolutely no issues in terms of doing that. And it also allows us to keep Jota continuing on because if he's in a rich vein of form, use it. Let's get the goals up, get his confidence up. And, and, and again, he had a great fun against Atlantis in the last game. And now look at him. Like, why, why wouldn't you let him run, run free in this one? Okay. Jota to carry on. Keep playing him through. James? Forward line? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was going to have money in there, but Phil's just really kind of opened my eyes that, again, we don't necessarily... Phil does that to people. Phil does that to people. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's just the perspective that, yeah, as much as um, as important as money is to the team and the offensive front, I just think that for this one game, when you've when you've got a fit and fire in Jota, who, like Phil said, is on fire, he's scoring goals, he's confident... 
you keep that. And obviously, I know that they've been playing on different sides and stuff like that. But the, the point that I'm trying to get to is, if Mane doesn't play tomorrow, that's one less player, one less crucial player that you have to worry about possibly being injured from that squad. We know if Mane gets injured from that squad, you're losing so much more than what you've already lost as well. Like, you've lost so much as it is, but now you're just losing basically, like... Oh, like say, 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 say what you think about Mane because we know what you think about Mane. <laughs> oh, mate, say I'll, it. I'll say it again and I'll say it for free. Sadio Mane <laughs> is the best player in world football and when you have the best player in world football, you need him to play football matches. I think tomorrow he doesn't need to play that one football match because we've got games in the league to worry about. So, my front three, well, front four, I'll go for... Mm, I'll say Jota, Firmino, Minamino, and is Salah back? Salah is back, I've heard about Salah, so Salah as well. So Salah in the nine, Firmino in the ten, uh, Jota and Minamino. But Minamino on the right, by the way. Minamino, I don't want to see him play striker. I don't know about you, and I don't know about your thoughts. I know that not everyone's sitting there just analysing Minamino for the whole 90 minutes, but I just don't think that's his position. I even think from his days at Salzburg when he was playing next to, the, playing next to Haaland, I feel like he's better more out on the width. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I haven't watched them right. But that's just my opinion. I don't think he's a central player. I I disagree. I agree with you on uh, hate Minamino. I nearly said Mamino. One of my guys. Um, shout out to the guy who doesn't know how to say Minamino properly. One of my mates. I'm not going to mention his name. He's going to get embarrassed. But I nearly said Mamino. I agree with you. He's not a striker. But I also disagree with you. I hate him on the flanks. For me, Minamino is your perfect ten, possibly a very attacking eight, and that's yeah. his best role. Um, he's just a busy bee. That's where he hurt us the most when we played them in both games. And as you said, that was his position in, for Salzburg. Um, in the formation that we've played this season, I think he should have got a few more chances because when we play that 4-2-4, it seems, he could play um, in one Tanya, of those. 4-2 diamond, just have him behind the tree. Yeah, just no, I think that. That's his, be the that's option. His, that's his role. If um, you let if if you let him be the option on the ball back from either the front three or the ball into him from either Milner or or or, or Wijnaldum, you've got somebody who can spin on the ball and start creating things left, right, and centre. He'll drop passes yeah. in, and he'll also allow Salah to tuck in every now and then. Firmino to drop off, and he'll go ahead of him. And Jose also likes to come from from the centre as well. And even if Mane was playing, Mane sometimes drops in, and you can he can yeah. push it wide. So I think Minamino allows us to be very, very creative Excellent. up front. Very, very definitely. I think so. I think we all agree that Mane is another do not risk yeah. category. So we've got about three of those in the do not category. Cal, your forward line, is it a four or is it... No, you picked three midfielders, so it's a yeah, three. Yeah, three. It is. Um, so I actually want to see Minamino play from the left. I think the best we've seen Minamino play at Liverpool is that game against Newcastle, the last game of the season, last season. Mm. And he was playing from the left. And I know it's not a big sample size to use, but I think that was his best performance and he looked really good in that game. So I'd like to see him play on the left. Plus it gives Mane a break. Salah, I think, should come in because he didn't play at the weekend, so he'll be fresh. And then I'm going for Origi through the middle. I'd like to see Firmino Ooh, and Mane. No one mentioned Origi. Yeah, I think if... There's a reason. He, he's, been, he's been in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in the basement and I think if, if he can't even start this game, then I, I just, I don't know. I, the and I, again, I didn't bring in Origi, even though I would love to see him No, you forgot, James. I, no, you forgot, James. Yeah, Except man. Yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I know you forgot. I just don't think, I don't know if he's a part of the plans no more, even yeah. though if it's me, I think he's the only striker at the club. Like when you talk he's... about an actual striker, an actual striker, deep what an actual striker is, it's not for me, you know. It's Origi. Yeah. And he's it's not a myth, though. It's a myth. It's a myth, isn't it? Origi's become I... a myth, hasn't he, guys? From Cause... iconic figure, iconic goal scorer. He's actually become a myth. I agree with you. He Phil. shouldn't play on the left, though. He shouldn't. But that's, play that's on what I'm saying. You said he's a number nine. Yeah. We haven't seen him play as an out-and-out striker for about three years. Every time he comes in, he gets plonked out on the left-hand side and he cuts in and does his, his trademark shot, which is a right-footed shot into the bottom corner into the top corner from the edge of their 18-yard box. And that's why Klopp keeps putting him out there. He never puts him through the centre. Now, do I think he could do that? I think if Origi had gone to Wolves, 
Um, he probably would be looking an absolute killer of a striker in terms of the, the service and quality he gets. But I just don't see how he fits into this team because if he's going to come in and they put him out, out into one of the wide positions, he's never getting in ahead of Jota. And to be honest with you, he hasn't got the creativity that a Minamino or even a Shakiri can do when he, when when he's fit. So it's like, and the same with, with Curtis Jones or even when Oxley Chamber comes in. So I can't see how Origi gets back in without a shitload of injuries in the team. And the, I know last time played, the last time Origi played through the middle was actually Everton, and he got a brace in that. Oh yeah, when back back last season, it, it, it was yeah, it was it was a while ago. Last season, I, I, but when yeah, no, I get no, I get. Look, I'm not I'm not Origi's biggest fan. I, I'll clear that up now before I get in trouble, Phil. Like I'm not I'm not his biggest fan, but I just I think in this game where you've got potentially him there as an option, and for me, you just rest for me, you know, you rest Mane. I'd have rested Salah if Shakiri was available. But he's not, so that's okay. I, look, I, I, guys, Funes Mori, Funes Mori, that's who we need yeah, to talk well, about, right? Funes no, Mori, James, <laughs> James, we, I agree with you, but we're running out of time. I haven't timed this very well. So look, we've given we each ha- other. We haven't even, we haven't, haven't even talked about the fact that Sportiello is the goalkeeper well, for we're, Atlanta. We're, we're just and he didn't play at the weekend. We may, we may touch on that, but I need to get. We've given each other plenty of time and thought and ideas and formation and squad players to finally pick an 11. So, James, I want you to pick your starting 11 after we've discussed, because we may have swayed your mind. We may have thought, oh, no, they're talking bollocks. So what's your final 11 for tomorrow, everyone? Hey, I value everyone, uh, everyone's opinion here. Alisson in goal. Am I, am I going first, by the way, or are we all going first. together? No, oh, you're sweet, going first. Sweet. Uh, so, 4-2-3-1, I'm going you're with playing. just with the lack of midfielders. So, in goal, Alisson. Um, left back, I'd go with Shimakas. Right back, I'd go with Nico Williams. Centre backs, I'll go with. Well, knowing the information now that Reese Williams is available, I didn't know that before. I'll say Reese Williams as well as Matip as well. And then in midfield, Genie Milner. And then just in front of them, the front four will be Salah up front. Firmino in the ten, Jota and Minamino. Pretty strong, basically. Pretty strong. Pretty strong. Cal, go on. Uh, Allison definitely in goal. Williams right back, Williams centre back, um, Matip and Simakas. Uh, then I'm going Jones, um, Jones, Milner, and Genie in midfield, and then Salah, Origi, and Minamino up top. Okay, um, Phillips, uh, Adrian and goal, and we'll play any random lads we can find. And oh, I, I got Alison <laughs> <and> goal. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Honestly. Adrian and I was, my hand was hovering over the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alison and goal and we go Nico Williams right back um, we go Matip and Williams centre back I'm going Robertson left back then I'm having Milner and Genie centre midfield and then I'm having Minamino in front of them and then Jota um, Firmino and Salah in front of those lads, so we're going ultra. And, and the reason I'm doing putting the tree up there is because I've got they're playing tree at the back. And if you put the tree lads on the, that's how we more than the last time. Like that's just yeah. how we. Their centre backs weren't able to deal with it, and you've just got lots of goals all over that team. So and I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming we're all planning on taking a three 0 lead and then make use of those five substitutes and then take off the five most. Um, Players that are in the danger zone type thing, you know, in terms of injuries. Yeah. I think we've, uh, I think we've covered it very extensively, um, and um, I think we're ready to roll tomorrow. Um, some final predictions be- before uh, we go. Take your time in the predictions because I've got to end this podcast properly, not like the start. So, go, James. <laughs> give me a work away. You know how it is. Um, I'm confident about tomorrow, you know, boys. I'm not going to lie. I understand the team has had a lot of troubles. I understand that it's not a must win and Atalanta actually need to win this game. However, I think it's still going to be a strong win. It's Champions League back at Anfield, baby. 3-1. 3-1 to the edge. Phillips? No, no, I'm going to go to Cal because I want Phillips to last about two minutes. Go on, Cal. (laughs) Um, I'm going 3-1. I'm confident about this game. Um, and I, I genuinely think that we could see some good performances from a couple of the fringe players and I think that would do the squad and their personal confidence the world are good so I'm going 3-1 Pretty confident Go on Phil I don't really care I just want to see Diogo Armando Marajota <laughs> continue his form <laughs> 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 
Yeah. <laughs> he's the greatest <laughs> footballer that they've ever seen. Like somebody really? said during the week that he's uh, he's 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 Luis Suarez without the biting at the moment because he's, he's he's just that fella who's no, popping up everywhere. Right, and he's like honestly. He, like you can't he's electric it's like when Salah came in a force it was just electric to watch I, I adore Salah I think like Salah is the greatest player we've had ever right because you just can't deal what he does for that club and when he goes only then will he truly get the recognition that he deserves because he's just he's just a gem he's just a gem and it's like it's with that it's just every time you look at it you just go this is great. These are great players to watch. So even though we haven't got a great midfield, you've just got lads who are prepared to run their bollocks off them and Marriage Out is going to turn up. I think he might have a hand of God goal as well. The the VAR won't work and we get away. He'll, yeah, there's no VAR, is there? In Champions League? Yeah. yeah. So he'll get in with an old sneaky one over the top of the goalkeeper who could be Pierre Luigi Collini, who is, oh, of course, the, right. the, 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 the People, you know, Phil has always has a fun stat or something, you know, quirky and this is Phil's stat of well, the day. Is well, <laughs> Atlantis Atlantis rested the players at the weekend. He calls them right? Atlantis, by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does it on purpose. Uh, right, so he's they basically rested a lot of players. And Marco Sportiello, which is the best name ever for a footballer, right? Don't mind he's a goalkeeper, but like Sportiello is like, what, what do you do on the Sportiello? It's perfect, right? <laughs> he gets dropped, and Pierre Luigi Colina's son, Pierre Luigi Colini, because it's obviously Italy, so they change their name slightly, right? He plays in goal instead. So it's it's great. It's great. It's like all these lads. They played your man Duvan Zapata. He, I don't know if he's related to Christian Zapata because that would have been known as the Jesus shoe because it's Christian shoe because Zapata is obviously a shoe in Spanish. So it's like they're, they're all great. They're great lads, these Atlantis lads. Just don't exist. So for me, I think it's so I'm going for I think it'd be nine six. Now that's a fair shout. I think right. nine six high scoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, lads. exactly. Yeah. Lads, I think we better uh, finish it off. Um, I think we've all done a brilliant job. Everyone, give a pat on the back for each other. James, it's been a pleasure having you, mate. Um, nah, thank you for hope to have you on there. much more as well. Thank you very much for coming 100%. on. Cow, I know you're busy. Family man, podcaster, man, superstar, host, everything. Really, thank you. Appreciate you coming on as well, pal. Pleasure's all mine. I love you guys, so thank you very much. And just to say, Phil, it's the first time we've worked together. Um, if my little one ever steps out of line, I'm going to send him to you for discipline. You are the man, Phil. Well, I love yeah, I've, I, I, I've, got, I've, got, I've got many kids, so it's grand. I'm well used to it. <laughs> you know, guys, I'm, I've got to admit, Phil, Phil hates doing pods, and I've had to sort of force him out of retirement we done one last week which was quite fun um hopefully he's enjoyed this one as well and we'll get him on more hopefully hopefully because you know he's got brilliant insight into the game um so that's about it guys um that was your preview from the lfc day trippers community um we're gonna say goodbye and end this podcast hopefully the right way give me two seconds over and out Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu. Sports Social Podcast Network.